if you want the latest news in technology, reviews of great new tech hardware and software, along with helpful tech tips, then Tech Brood with Greg Doig is the podcast for you and everyone that loves tech. Welcome back to another episode of Tech Brood, where you get your tech brood just the way you like. And I'm Greg Doig, your host. This show is for Saturday, May 14th, 2022. We'll talk about image file types and how to choose the best ones if you're working on the web. Then we'll cover some of the top news stories from the tech headlines this week. And we'll give you a tech tip to finish the show off. So stay tuned. And don't forget, like and subscribe wherever you're listening to this. Today's main topic is choosing image file formats for the web. There are many image file formats out there that can be used on websites. Some popular ones include PNG, JPEG, GIF, or GIF, whichever you prefer, and BMP. It's important to choose the right format for the specific project you're working on, because different file formats can offer different benefits. For example, GIFs tend to be smaller than PNGs, but can support more colors, while JPEGs are usually larger, but can produce sharper images. The most common image file formats are JPEG, again, PNG, and GIF. Each format has its own set of specifications that affect how the image is stored and displayed. For example, JPEG files are typically compressed to reduce file size, while PNG files are typically stored without any compression. And the most recent format that's popular now on the web is WebP, which was created by Google. And it's gaining a lot of popularity because of the smaller file sizes it produces. But when choosing the best image file format, there are many factors to consider. The most important factors are the image's intended use and the software that will be used to view or edit it. Some image formats are better for displaying images on a web page, while others are better for printing high-resolution photos. Some image formats are lossy, meaning that they lose some data during compression, and others are lossless. The JPEG format is the most popular image file format on the web today, and it is used again to compress images for faster loading times and takes up less disk space. The GIF format is also popular, especially for images with limited color palettes. Again, other common image file formats include the PNG, BMP, and TIFF, TIFF, which are pretty big file sizes. There are many different types of image file formats, but again, some are more suited for use on websites than others. Going back to JPEGs, they're generally another good option for photos or other images with a lot of color and detail, as they tend to compress the image data more efficiently than GIFs or PNGs. And again, however, GIFs can be a good choice for images with simple designs, as they are better at preserving transparency effects. Another format being used more, particularly to save space, is the one we mentioned called WebP. WebP is a new image format, or newer image format that provides lossless and lossy compression for images on the web. It offers better compression than JPEG, PNG, and GIF images, so it can be used to create smaller files that load faster. WebP is supported by most modern browsers. There are a few ways to convert a JPEG image to the WebP format if you choose to do so. One is to use a dedicated converter tool that Google provides, or if you use Photoshop, there are a few ways to convert a JPEG image to the WebP format. One method is to use the File, Save As menu, and select the WebP format from the list of file types. Another method is to use the Image, then Image Size menu, and select the WebP format from the list of file types. Photoshop will then automatically save the image as a WebP file. And there are a few ways to convert a JPEG image to a WebP image if you use GIMP, the open source photo editing program. 
One way there is to use the file, then export, then the WebP menu option. This will open the export WebP dialog box. You can then select the JPEG file that you want to convert and click the export button. GIMP will then convert the JPEG file to a WebP image. Using the best image file format for your website is important for several reasons. Choosing the wrong image file format can decrease the quality of your website, lead to slower load times, and cause other problems. And although you need to consider page load speeds more now, for best results, use the image file formats that are most appropriate for your website's content. Well, that's a review of image file formats in case you're looking to find the best ones if you're working on the web or anywhere else with images. Coming up next on Tech Brood, some tech news. One of the top tech news stories from this past week was from Microsoft on May 9th where they had an event where they announced they are going to build a safer world together with their partners, and they introduced what they call Microsoft Security Experts. They go on to say the security landscape has become increasingly challenging and complex for our customers. Threats have grown at an alarming rate over the last year, and cybercrime is now expected to cost the world in U.S. dollars $10.5 trillion annually by 2025, up from U.S. dollars of $3 trillion a decade ago and in U.S. dollars $6 trillion in 2021. And that may raise the question that I have from time to time, is how much would it cost to build a new secure Internet? But we'll have to look at that later. They go on to say as the tax increase in scale, so must the defenses. And last year, Microsoft Security blocked more than 9.6 billion malware threats, they say, and more than 35.7 billion phishing and other malicious emails. Microsoft Security is actively tracking more than 35 ransomware families and 250 unique threat actors across observed nation-state ransomware and criminal activities. And they say their technology blocks more than 900 brute force password theft attempts every second. So you can read more at Microsoft.com and take a look at the services that they're going to be offering. One of them is called Microsoft Security Experts, which will combine expert trained technology with human-led services to help organizations achieve more secure, compliant, and productive outcomes. Another headline that came about this past week was on the website AppleInsider.com where they said that Apple sold out of all of their 256 gigabyte iPod Touch colors. This was a day after announcing the iPod Touch would remain on sale only while stocks last. The 256 gigabyte version of every color model had already been sold out. And the iPod Touch was discontinued by Apple on May 10th, 2022. And by the next day, May 11th, stocks online were running out. And I know from personal experience that several local retailers, Best Buy, Target, and a few others I visited in my area were already sold out, except for one Target store had one 32-gig model available, which is now in my possession. So if you're a gadget collector and you wanted to get an iPod Touch, well, it's going to be a little bit harder, and you're going to have to pay a little bit more, most likely, and third-party websites besides Apple. But you can always take a look around. There may be a store near you that might have one or two sitting around. Coming up next on Tech Brood, tech tips and the how-to section for this week. 
We have a tech tip this week for you Apple users out there in case you run into a situation where your AirDrop won't work. Here are some things to check. Check that both the devices have Wi-Fi and Bluetooth turned on, that you also have a clear line of sight between them and are within nine yards. Then you click on the Apple menu and choose System Information, Network, then Wi-Fi to check that AirDrop is supported. On a receiving Mac, you open AirDrop in a Finder window using its Go menu. Click the Allow Me to be discovered by item and select Contacts Only or Everyone, whichever is appropriate. Then ensure the firewall in the security and privacy pane isn't set to block connections. And on the receiving Mac, accept any notification which appears when you're doing the AirDrop. And that's just one way to troubleshoot AirDrop not working. And here's an additional helpful note for Mac users out there. If your Mac restarts or shuts down on its own accord, the cause can sometimes be a kernel panic. After the Mac starts up again, you should be asked to send its panic log to Apple. But before you do that, select all its text, copy and paste it into a text document to help expert diagnosis. Kernel panics should be very rare, but if they happen more frequently, it's time to call Apple support. Well, this ends this week's show, but yes, we will work to bring you more and hope you enjoyed another episode of Tech Brood, where we talk about getting your tech brood just the way you like it. I'm Greg Doig, and thank you for listening.